Well, I guess it's uh, 2 p.m. UTC now, so we'll just start here. Um, I'm No Futuristic, uh, leader of the Music City Gachi Gang, and this is a Gachi Gang hangout. We're going to try to do this weekly, uh, hopefully, and uh, just keep banging these out. So this is a, kind of an open talk. We're going to talk about everything Gachi, but if you have questions or comments, either raise your hand, uh, which I believe I just saw someone do. We're going to add G here. Uh, we'll invite you up to speak. And uh, you can speak. Tell us your gachi story. and Or if you have questions for uh, anybody on uh, the panel that's speaking, uh, you can drop them in the Hangout if you're a little too shy for you know uh, open conversation. But I'm going to invite G uh, up to speak real quick since they requested it. You just have to accept the invite. And then you should be good. But let me check the Hangout channel. Do we have questions? Throw your hands up if you want to join the stage. Yeah, do it. Also, remember, uh, Golden Cross is doing a talk. You can see it in the um, Hangout channel, uh, SmartCon 1 live stream. Uh, he's going to be talking in the next few minutes. So if you have to pop out of here to go watch you know, the King drop some real alpha, go for it. We're going to be recording this. Uh, I'm going to hopefully have a decent audio recording that I can pump out later in a podcast format so everybody can listen to it. And, uh, you know, we're going to do the thing. It's going to be fun. But if you have any questions, drop them in the Hangout or raise them hands. Uh, Coder Dan, I guess I'll ask you a question real quick. Um, do we have any clarity on when, uh, like a more exact date for uh, Haunt 2? Oh, Moongachi's getting up to talk. That's pretty cool. What up, Moon? What's up? Hey, Moon. Hey there. It's so nice to put a voice to uh, the avatar. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't speak haven't spoken before in voice chat. Welcome. So, yeah, hey, everyone. Hey, hey. Moon, how long have you been in uh, part of Abagachi? Were you uh, like one of the original OGs that got in like last year or like earlier this year? What's your story? Uh, not not quite. It was like two weeks after the pre-sale I, I joined this Discord. But uh, since then, I've I've been very active in here. Yeah, you are definitely yes, one of I'm the most... Swiss. Yes, <laughs> you're definitely one of the most active members here. And I, I remember reading somewhere that you were from Switzerland, so that's that's pretty cool. How do you, uh, how do you like uh, Switzerland? I love Switzerland. It's it's great. I mean, the weather has not been the greatest lately, but uh, yeah, I mean, especially for crypto, we, we don't have capital gains taxes uh, or anything like that. So it's pretty chill. That's awesome. My tax return this year is going to be a nightmare thinking about all the uh, <laughs> stuff I bought and sold. Yeah, I just have to give them like the amount of Bitcoin and Ether I have and that's it. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, so did you, yeah. when you first started, did you, uh, like when you bought in, were you able to get um, Haunt 1 portals at the sale or did you have to buy them on the secondary? I was able to to get five. Nice. And uh, that's where I where I got my moon gachi. So I got pretty lucky. Do you still have all Great. five gachis? Yes. Nice. He's hodling. I like that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the only project that I'm 100%. Like I haven't, I think I flipped like one wearable in the bazaar, but, uh, the gotchis I have, they're going to be in my pocket forever. 
And uh, <laughs> same thing with most of those wearables. I mean, I, I flipped a, a ton of wearables. Uh, especially those, those mythicals were super cheap in the beginning. So I flipped a lot of them, but... The gotchis that I've summoned, I still have them, still petting them every day. Uh, do you you petting yeah. them organically or are you using a bot? I'm not using a bot. I've I've tried it out before for a few days, but it's just so unreliable. Uh, I'm way better at doing it manually. Yeah, I've heard people complain that uh, the bots will sometimes slip up, especially if uh, yeah. congestion on the Matic network happens. Like they're they might have their uh, GUI set really low on the bot, and then the pet doesn't go through, and they don't notice it for like a week or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's a struggle with the bot. Like you, you still have to wake up every day at like seven a.m. to check if the bot is working. So might as well pet manually. Yeah, and you have a pet all button, so like it makes it easier, especially with five, because I have three, and petting them individually can be annoying, uh, especially now that there is that pet all button, uh, even though it's still hidden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean there there is a a gotchi care, but I don't really like paying for paying for someone to pet my gotchis. I feel the same way. Uh, just everybody, if you have any questions, especially for Moon, he's here. Uh, drop them in the uh, in the Hangout channel. I saw that Dan asked how to get a Swiss pass- passport. Um, yeah. You have to live in Switzerland for 10 years to even apply for a passport. So You can move here now, and, and in 10 years you can apply. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're about to go into the H2 um, auction sometime this month, and then the uh, parcel presale. Uh, Moon, do you? Which one are you putting more emphasis on? Do you see yourself trying to get more gachi portals, or trying to focus on getting parcels? I'm gonna go big in in land parcels. Uh, I already have a few gachis. Um, I might get like a couple of portals just so I have some. But I already have gotchis. I want land. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I might try to get... Um, well, I'm going to try to get as many portals as I can, depending on price, of course. Because there are, there will be like a little... like Sort of like a lottery ticket, because you never know what's going to be on the other side uh, once you yeah. open it. Uh, but that land, I really want some land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Got to feed the gambling addiction with, with a, a few Haunt 2 portals, but... Rest is going into parcels. Yeah, even the parcels kind of will feed some gambling addiction because the uh, the actual resources yeah. will be like randomly uh, determined, correct? With like a chain link VRF. Um, I gotta admit, I haven't yeah, read the light the paper. Idea. That well, okay. The there will be a base for what you'll get, but there will be some VRF involved for like going above the base. Especially depending on like what resources you have nearby on the map. This is more for the grid, but also within the Citadel as well. See, that's awesome. I'm really excited because uh, I have I have zero experience uh, in any sort of metaverse. Uh, like my kid, he loves um, Minecraft, and I was just I can't do this. It's not I'm not into it. Uh, <laughs> but this, like, I'm so excited for it. Oh, we have Rick Jones asking to speak. We're gonna invite him up. 
What's up, Rick Jones? Remember to unmute your mic if you're speaking. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. So I have something that I need to add about for code again. Then uh, we'll, we'll be able to like, decorate our parcels. I mean, like, just like study where they can put up adventures and then uh, we can decorate our little space about that. that stuff like that. Can anyone hear me? Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, Coder Dan, could you hear what yeah. he asked? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, not really, though. My oh. uh, my connection right tonight is kind of weak behind the VPN okay. here, so I'm going to okay. be muted. And But I'm listening, trying to. Okay, so mainly is decorating the parcel. We, right. Yeah, so would there be any, like, punches that we can decorate our parcels? Right, yeah. So, I mean, parcel decoration will be a big part of it. Um, there's gonna there'll be like a balance between the the kind of the yield generating installations that will be good for, like, giving you a yield, and then the actual decorations will be more for aesthetic. Those are the aesthetica kind of mentioned in in the light paper, and uh, we do anticipate there'll be some like a DAP uh, for creating those kind of uh, yeah, those user more user generated like objects, but we'll also provide some out of the box as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of hype. That's that's good. That's good. Well, thank you, Dan. Yep. Yeah, I'm very excited for the uh, the prospect of DApps, and uh, I know I remember reading somewhere that uh, once you have a I guess a Gachi Guild, you'll have you'll be able to set up a display case potentially for other NFTs. So that will be really cool as well. I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah, the display case is going to be a separate installation and you won't even need a Gachi Lodge uh, for that. You'll just be able to put it in your parcel. But uh, I think we're, we're still kind of figuring out exactly how the Gachi Lodge is going to work. Uh, like, it'll probably be a space that you can enter and like it's like a, a separate kind of a just like new space that you enter and you'll probably be able to put some stuff in the gachi lodge as well um, but we still have to figure out exactly how that's going to work with the on-chain aspect because all the installations will be it'll be kind of like your gachi where you equip it like on chain to your parcel so we need to work out how the the gachi lodge will work with that but we definitely want people to be able to like customize their lodges that's awesome. Uh, Coder Dan, uh, do you, do we have a, like any update on, uh, when the H2 auction will happen? Yeah. So I'm sure there's guys who kind of follow the, uh, the contracts and what are <laughs> following the updates there, but we're getting close. There were some updates we had to make to the contracts to, uh, allow for more dynamic haunts like haunt three, haunt four, haunt five, whatever. So we're kind of finishing those upgrades and we'll need to review all that. Uh, but I expect that we'll be able to make an announcement by next week about the exact date for that. I, I expect it'll be in August. That is awesome. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so ready for that. 
Uh, I'm just going to check the chat to see if we have any questions. I believe also, remember, Jesse is talking at SmartCon. He probably just went live. So if you have to dip in or you have a computer that you can kind of split the two, uh, you should check that out because he's probably going to drop some alpha there as well, which is always, always great. And if any of you want to have questions or you want to tell your gotcha story like Moon did or uh, Rick Jones, uh, raise your hand and, and feel free. We'll, we'll invite you up. So, Rick Jones, how long have you been in Gachi? Uh, for how long? I think it's about like six months or six months or so. I just started this case like in February. Nice. When you well, jumped in, sorry, when you jumped in, did you, uh, were you able to get portals during H1 or did you buy your Gachis on the secondary? Oh, secondary. Wow. Those portals are pizza, actually. It's hard to even get one, even if you have the funds. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I, I remember reading about it and just being like, you know, the pandemonium that happened. Uh, but there was such, ooh, yeah, felon in the room. I just <laughs> noticed that too. Hey, felon, uh, just gonna wave to you. Hey, hello. Yeah, it's uh the. I'm I'm hopeful that I can get some H two portals, but I'm really excited for the GBM auctions because I thought, I thought for the wearables it went like flawlessly. There was no issues that I saw. Um, I felt like everything was priced pretty, pretty fairly, or if not, like people FOMO'd in a little bit and kind of overwent the price, which is good because it makes it harder for uh, flippers and whales to just come in and like kind of take over everything and just make it a profit-making thing. Well, who knows? Maybe you, maybe you can buy a portal with some of your GBM earnings, actually. Yeah, th this is very true. I'm I'm going to uh, I've been trying to stack Ghost. Uh, I've been making all these other investments that have worked out, so I just keep buying more and more Ghost. So hopefully, uh, I'll be able to lose a lot of bids, but win the ones I want, especially for the parcels. That's going to be the important part for me. Yes, but what would be this uh, recommend this a strategy for for a GBM auction? Maybe just start with the lowest bid as possible, and then just increment the piece and piece together. Yeah. So if you uh, just you, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So if you just really want a piece of a portal, then um, you can maybe set a little bit higher on the price though. So maybe you can secure the NF NFT or just a bit of, and then a bit the other one in the lowest price, like that. Yeah, I'm gonna try to implement a strategy like that. Well, the last time I didn't really have a strategy. I just kind of. I ended up with some like steampunk trousers that I paid 120 ghosts for. And I think the floor right now is like 20 ghosts. But uh, I just kept uh, trying to raise bids outbidding other people. But I think this time I'll take more of a, especially for the, uh, for the portals, there's going to be, I guess, 12,000 of them going up at once. So just trying to get in as quickly as possible to put bids on everything to be outbid and then uh, continue to do that. Uh, quickly but i know with the wearables certain people maybe moon could speak to this because he actually has a visor um some people try to jump in on the legendary the mythical items uh and bid on those first because those were going to get outbid big time and they can make you know they put a big bid and get outbid and come off with like a decent amount of money like i think someone made three thousand ghosts for being outbid in the last auction which is kind of insane yeah that was me <laughs> What a hero. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, this, this this strategy is to bid on items uh, that are going for a lot of ghosts. So I only bid on mythicals to begin with. 
uh, for like 3k or 4k ghost and if you get outbid on the first bid you get the most yield so you should try to start big but below the i don't know fair value oh let me say do the price estimate yourself yeah exactly so if you think uh i don't know haunt two portals are going gonna go for 500 ghost uh try to stack first bits for like 300 or 400 ghosts ghost see that's yeah. a good also okay. yeah I'm I'm kind of leaking my edge here. So <laughs> this is sort of Maybe like when I, Felon did the uh, interview with um, K- uh, KG Dan about how his strategy of uh, just throwing all the wearables in. Uh, I think it was round one of season one uh, rarity farming, right before the snapshot, like a minute before he equipped everything and then came from nowhere and got into the top three, which is very interesting. But then I felt like more people started doing that. Uh, after you know he spoke on the on that YouTube channel. Yeah. Guess uh, guess I'll get less ghost for the next auction. Oh, we have. Curious, fine. what you guys think the floor is going to be for for Haunt too? Do you think it'll really be three hundred, or do you think it'll be higher? I think five hundred. I if... think it's gonna. I think it's going higher. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think for all the traction here. Is that everyone is very hyped by she is almost like a Yeah. Yeah, the the FOMO is insane right now uh, on Twitter and everything. So I think portals are gonna be eight hundred plus, honestly. Like with the H one floor being two K. Well, I don't know. I a, a lot of people are on the sidelines and trying to get in. Yeah, trying to get another H1 portals, I think. Wow, the floor price for H1 portals in 2K is really insane. Yeah. Yeah, at the moment, even the cheapest summon gachi, uh, I'm looking at the, the bazaar now, is 699 ghost. So, and this is for, you know, it's a 458 rarity score, 116 kinship, level 2 on XP, 155 XP. Uh, it's only been traded twice, but it's going for 700 ghosts. So I see so many new people come into our Discord every day, and they're like aping in. They wanna, they wanna get in. Ooh, we have another person asking to speak. Ooh, bearded. Welcome, welcome, bearded. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? Going good. Um, he's up. Yeah, I. So I, I also. Well, so I, I think. I think the FOMO is going to be strong with a lot of people. The thing that I'm just not sure about is that 12,000 12, portals being auctioned off, that's a lot of portals. And I know a lot of people, um, like myself, I kind of have the same position that Moon and No Futuristic have that I'm kind of like, I already have a bunch of gotchis. So like, I don't know if a lot of the sort of OG people are going to be wanting to buy in. So I would I would expect to see prices when all is said and done closer to like the 500 like the 300 to 500 range um but the thing that i the the thing that i wanted to to ask for people um is how folks see the uh the sort of market dynamics playing out in the next couple weeks between wearable and drop tickets um in terms of pricing because i think what we're going to see is you know whether 
obviously, since drop tickets can be used for both land and portals, um, whichever land or portals ends up being more valuable, it's still going to pull up the price of the drop tickets. And because you can exchange wearable tickets for drop tickets, if the price of the drop tickets goes up, that's going to pull up the floor on the wearable tickets. And it's just a very, very interesting market dynamics of like, you know, when you start looking at what the percentage chances are of winning land versus winning um, versus winning portals, it's going to be very interesting to see what that does for the price. So I'm just curious to see what other people think, uh, how that's going to play out. Well, I think I definitely wow, could see uh, tickets continue to go up. I'm looking at the bazaar now, and I see uh, the drop ticket is 14 ghosts, the cheapest one. But there's a couple of people who've listed. There's one person who's listed 471 tickets at 15.1 ghost. So I, I could see it going up, but I feel like uh, a lot of people are like they're going to try to sell off uh, prior. But I, I think the price of everything is going to just keep going up, honestly. Yeah, I think it's going to depend on if the raffle is before or after the auction. If it's or, or at the same time, if it's at the same time, like maybe it could it could pull up the bids. Uh, but if it's after, uh, tickets are probably just gonna go for the the appropriate price. After, yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder if Dan has any insight on uh, on what the time like what the timeline looks like for auction versus raffle. Yeah, he just said the raffle will be after the auction. Yeah, I think we even oh, okay. mentioned that in one of the medium posts a while back. We were, oh. uh, the, the intention is to do the raffle as quickly as we can right after the auction. There's some preparation involved for, for the raffle uh, because it's like this is the first time we've ever done a raffle that will give uh, ERC 721 rather than 1155. So there's a little bit of preparation involved. What you'll actually this is this is fine to like talk about like what you'll actually be winning in the raffle is going to be uh, an ERC eleven fifty five voucher that you will then take and convert into a portal, and uh, the order we're still kind of figuring uh, well figuring out the specs for the contract, but it, it seems like the order in which you convert it will be associated with the token ID that you get. Uh, luckily for Haunt 2, token ID really isn't that important. It's not like anyone's going to get like 0, 1, 2. It's going to start at 10,000. And 10,000 will be, that'll be part of the, the auctioned off ones. Um, but you will be, so, so the TLDR is that you'll be, auction, you'll be raffling for an ERC-1155 uh, voucher that is then convertible into a portal. Nice. Do we uh do we have a set number yet for the number of wearables that yeah. will be auctioned off uh with uh, this wearables. Um wearables now we're we're almost finished with the preparations for that. Uh there's I I, I don't know exactly how many sets there are yet, but there there'll be uh it won't I, I don't think it'll be as many as the initial mall drop. Like uh, that was a lot of wearables, but it'll be somewhere within that range. Nice. I'm I'm very interested to watch the GBM auction for the uh, portals because like we were saying, there's 12,000 of them going up for auction. So I wonder if there's going to be like this uh, divergence of floor prices. Like, you know, there's a floor price, a set floor price, but 
are some, you know, some portals might get bit up more than others. So I'm wondering how, how big that divergence will be between like, say portal, uh, tw you know, 22,000 versus uh portal number 10,000. If there's going to be like a huge difference, uh, due to people, you know, just trying to jump in on certain ones, uh, not sure. I think there will be like maybe three portals that are going to go for much more than all the others. Like uh, portal 10,000, uh, portal 20,000, and maybe 25,000. But the others are probably all going to be around the same. Yeah, that's that's my feeling too. Like, like maybe 10,000 obviously will go for more. Maybe like 17, 777, 18, 888, <laughs> special yeah. numbers like that. Yeah, it'll be, it will be interesting to see. Uh, there's going to be, it's just going to be pandemonium. And it's going to be a three-day auction, kind of like what we did with the, the first GBM auction, correct? Yep, that's right. And uh, we're aiming for it to end on a weekend because we don't want people to have to like change job schedules to, to get their final bid. So it'll probably start on a Thursday and end on a Sunday or a Saturday. And Dan, do, do you guys know yet? Because I, I know at one point there was talk of maybe doing them in waves since there are so many of them. Are they all going to be, is it all 12,000 are going to be three days? Or is it going to be like, you know, maybe 18 hour waves or something? Yeah, we discussed with the GBM guys and we, we think it's best just to do them all at the same time. So they'll, they'll, they'll drop. That's going to be so crazy. That's going to be such a crazy <laughs> drop when it starts. <laughs> And all the yeah. Venli and all the Venli stuff, right? Yep. So the Venli stuff will be coming. Um, the portals, the wearables will probably also be part of that. And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have we to. We will we'll do our best to make it make it a smooth experience for everyone. But it will be. I mean, it's it's gonna be oh, a lot. And uh, so all the new so the new wearable the new batch of wearables that's gonna be raffle five. 80 percent of those are also being auctioned off in the upcoming GBM auction. Yeah, I think we need to. There, it, it might be almost too much, so we may need to think about splitting those up a little bit. Like having the, the what do you guys think? Like the portals first, and then the obviously the Venley ones will go with the portals, but it, it might be just so overwhelming. We have, we have to find a, a good line between having like a a very very big experience for with lots of portals but also just we don't want to overwhelm ourselves and the community with yeah. like 50,000 items at all at the same time. I mean, I think from a from like a new user onboarding experience it probably makes more sense to space it out on like back-to-back -back weeks or something, right? Cuz you get all the portals in week 1, you know, people are telling their friends, "Oh shit, I got this great portal," you know, then I resold it for whatever. And then maybe a whole bunch of new people come in in the second weekend. That seems to me to be the best way to get like more people to, yeah. to come in. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be. Uh, yeah, it really do... needs to be. No, go ahead. Mm -hmm. oh, I was going to say, I really think, uh, I think portals first is smart because once you onboard all those new users, they're going to need to dress their gotchis. So then you do the wearables and uh, people will ape in like really hard. 
Uh, remember, if you have any questions, uh, drop them into the Hangout channel or uh, just raise your hand. We are. Uh, I would love to hear more uh, of the of your gotchi stories, like basically how you got in. Uh, if you're not in and you have any questions and you're one of those new users that's trying to potentially get one a uh, H2 portal, uh, raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you. I'm excited for H2 because it's also gonna. There's so many people who want in now. And if it is indeed that the uh, the floor is, say, around 300 ghosts, that's a lot more reasonable than, say, 800. So I think we'll have a lot more um, more owners and less, uh, I guess, uh, concentration of gotcha owners. Like I see in here we have Yannick, and I remember reading somewhere that Yannick has several hundred gotchis, a few hundred of them or something like that. I might be wrong, but uh, I would love to hear from you. Do you plan on jumping into H2 and buying a whole bunch of gotchis as well? Oh, he raised his hand. Sorry to call you out, by the way, but. <laughs> Welcome, Yannick. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Hey, Yannick. Uh, I'm very well. Um, didn't plan to talk because I feel a bit low energy, but uh, thank you for uh, asking it. So I, I plan to buy, actually, I want to own some uh, H2 uh, gotchas, definitely, but I will not buy uh, a lot of them. Um, because I, I already have a bunch from the first uh, first round, so I think I'm okay. Uh, what's your strategy for mini games? Because I can imagine that with as many gotchas as you have, even if you get more for H2, that it has to be a pain in the butt to try to get all of them to rank so that you can get the XP on some of those uh, mini game events. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not thought about it a lot because um, at the moment we are building uh, on top of Avagotchi, so I'm more about the, uh, thinking about development. But I definitely will uh, will have some strategy about uh, mini games as they progress. I will. I plan to have. Uh, we, we actually play. Uh, we have small guild and we play uh, some some other games as a guild. So uh, as soon as um, there will be like you know uh, because I didn't play a lot of games, so I I don't know about them. But as soon as something will uh, come up, I will uh, I will play it. Can I use my uh, 300 Avagotches in s some of uh, those mini games? You can use all of them in the mini games. It's just you would have to uh, you have to play the mini game with each individual one. Say if you wanted to rank and get the XP for your uh, gotchis, like say for the previous I think uh, one, you had to be top 500 to receive 10 point uh, 10 points of XP. So I can just imagine for you, if you're trying to do that for like, you know, 50 Avagachis, it's a lot of uh, playing and trying to up your score over the course of the week of the game. So that seems like it would be fun, but also stressful. Yeah, I need something like World of Warcraft, you know, when you have a lot of gotchis like army. Yeah, that's <laughs> how, which game was that that we did? Uh, the tower defense where you could throw like all of gotchis, all the gotchis you have up on the grid and then, uh, you know, those stats. Oh, I count. played that one. I, I I played first version and second second was my uh, it, progress was very very big. So if the, uh, I will I will uh, give it a try now. Yeah, I believe there's supposed to be a new mini game that's in beta right now. Um, I tried it yesterday. It was pretty cool. I'm gonna do a video on it. Uh, I forgot the name of the game though. Uh, Moon, do you remember off chance? Whack whack a raffle. Ah yes. It seems all these mini yeah, games are very fun. addictive. Yes. Uh, Finance Bully, uh, welcome to the stage. Uh, would you like to say anything? Guys, um, sorry. Having some technical difficulties here. Trying to... 
find my speaker. <laughs> it uh, for some reason went off when I was invited. And can you guys hear me well? Yep. Yes. Yes. Great. Yeah. No. Thanks for hosting these hangouts. I um, am fairly new to being a more active member of Avagache, although I've uh, known about the project for um, some time now. Um, and originally was just sort of um, uh, investing in the ghost token and um, collecting a ton of friends, <laughs> uh, but hadn't uh, actually um, summoned an Avagachi or, or purchased an Avagachi until about maybe about a month and a half, two months ago. Um, but really excited for the project and uh, have become more and more excited about uh, the, um, uh, the project itself. Um, I, I had a couple of questions, though, um, related to the Spirit Force first. Um, I, I guess I have not been so clear, and sorry if, I, um, if this is in the white paper or the original white paper and I just missed it, but um, when you add additional um, sort of tokens to the Spirit Force, um, is there any additional like yield that um, that token is earning as part of your Avagachi? Um, and if not, is there any future plans to um, sort of increase the utility of adding additional um, tokens beyond the um, required spirit force? Um, and then, or I'll I'll start with that first question. I can hop on. Uh, in terms of like immediate utility, this is and this is like the number one question that gets asked. I think on the besides when hunt too, uh, or like how do we get rid of the bonding curve? This is like the number one question that gets asked in the Discord. <laughs> Currently, there's no additional benefit to staking more than just the minimum. Um, so you're you're you know safe to just stake the minimum. Um, I I think the only the only thing that I've heard about future plans for having more spirit force is once the the realm drops, uh, Jesse was talking about this on the YouTube interview that he did like two weeks ago. Um, once the realm drops and there's the player versus player arena, which is going to be really cool. Um, there's discussion of having like weight classes where you'll only like, you will basically be putting up your spirit force to battle against another gachi and so you know maybe if you if you you know you can only fight certain other avagachis if you have like a thousand dollars worth of spirit force um obviously you know dan if that's wrong correct me without yeah. asking you to like leak any alpha but that's my understanding of um one direction one future use for the spirit force that the team has talked about in the past yeah and i'm uh that's that's a good analysis uh summary but I'm also curious, like what we've thought about it a lot, and uh, what would you guys like to see? Like, what benefit? What kind of benefit would you like to see for having more collateral? Uh, because the thing is, the, with the collateral, uh, it's not in like a, a centralized pool where we have like a TVL that we can easily measure. It is in the individual escrow contracts of each Avagachi. So it's kind of split up, which makes it a little bit more Got difficult it. to kind of, yeah. you know, work in as, 
as like a, a TVL pool for, for liquidity mining or things like that. But what would you guys, I mean, if anyone has any thoughts on what you would like to do with that collateral or have, have like a more of a use case or reward for it, uh, I could definitely see that being a very interesting DAO proposal or something for the DAO to, to think about. I, I think I think some people have proposed in the past, like having the ability to stake your Avogachi, um, the same way that you you know that you stake Ghost for friends. Um, obviously, some people might be opposed to that if they're you know already staking a lot of Ghost. They might not want the the total pool of friends to be diluted. But that's one um, proposal that I've seen come up as a way of you know a way of getting yield on your Avogachi instead of having it just sit there that. You know, maybe you would be earning friends based on based on how much spirit force you had. Yeah, because well, the thing is for Avogachi, the spirit force doesn't innately bring value to the Avogachi ecosystem yet. It brings value to the Ave ecosystem, which is great. But having more spirit force doesn't innately give value to like Avogachi yet. So if we could, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this and trying to think. What, how we could uh, boost the, the utility of Avogachis and their spirit force for the Avogachi ecosystem uh, with some sort of circular you know, rewards. Uh, but the, the fact that it's kind of fractionalized into each Avogachi makes it a little bit more difficult to do that. Yeah, I would personally, I would love to see uh, either more friends, like you know, you put up more spirit force so you earn friends from that, or some kind of gameplay mechanic, like say the more spirit force you have in your gachi, when you have a parcel that allows you to say mine the gachis alchemica at a better, more efficient rate, because there's a spillage that's going to happen. Maybe with more spirit force, you like the percentage of your spillage on your land um, parcel would be decreased a little bit. Like something like that would be really cool. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the question or the thing that we need to solve is why would it do that? What is the benefit? Like why should the Avogachi ecosystem give more to players? That's what you're talking about essentially is a pay to play kind of system where guys with uh, whales with, with larger spirit force would be able to mine faster. And I guess the, the, the question to ask is why should we allow that? Why should we have that dynamic? What what is the benefit that it brings to the Avogachi ecosystem? Well, I, I hear I hear your point, Coder Dan. I I'm curious. Um, and again, I haven't read through the white paper. I'm sure it's there. But what was the original intent of um, the Spirit Force in terms of the advantage for the Avogachi ecosystem? Uh, it's really, it's really just more of a think of it. We think of it as like a piggy bank that has interest. So it's kind of a fun integration with Ave, and uh, that's really where it's where we've left it. Although we do have the plans, uh, like Bearded mentioned, for having Spirit Force uh, battles within the the realm. Um, but the the reason it's really not given a, a huge importance yet is because, like I've I've said. Uh, we don't want Avogachi to be completely pay to play where like higher spirit force brings you a lot of benefits uh, because that would kind of undermine, undermine a lot of the things unless there is a way to have 
beneficial, like for that higher spirit force to benefit the Avagachi economy. So one of the ways uh, would be if you have higher spirit force and uh, Ave, they used to have a way to redirect the interest from the, from the A token into another address. So one, one interesting idea could be, uh, oh, I should say they got rid of that in V2, but they used to have it in V1 where you could redirect it. Uh, but it would be interesting if you could then delegate the interest from your Avogachi to, for, let's see, the DAO or some pool, and then you would have some benefit because you're actually indirectly helping Avogachi ecosystem grow and you're helping the DAO or you're helping like, the, some some cause, yeah. Effie says yield hero in the Gachi verse. Basically, unfortunately, they removed that feature in V two for some reason. But I'm hoping they'll maybe they'll put it back in V three or something. So I mean, it it seems like the the thing that's holding us back from doing a lot of this stuff is the fact that you are actually redirecting your AM tokens into the wallet directly. Um, Dan, I know we were talking in the Discord about some of the stuff that my finance is doing, MAI, in terms of mm -hmm. basically pooling AM tokens into a pool and then giving out shares of that pool. So you still own, quote unquote, own your AM token, but it's sitting in the pool. And then the pool is able to do things like compound the, the Matic rewards. Um, I mean, is that a possibility? I mean, it, it would sort of be a like a fundamental shift in the way that our Avogachi piggy banks work. But, you know, instead of putting the AM tokens directly in, it would be, you're giving it to a pool. The pool is giving you back a share. That share is what's sitting inside the Avogachi. Um, and, and then you have a system where the more spirit force that you put in, the more rewards are accumulating to the ecosystem because maybe, you know, the, the pool is using like, 1% of the profits earned or whatever, mm -hmm. some percent of the profits earned to do, you know, to buy back ghost or to do whatever, um, something that would be benefit. Some, I mean, that to me seems like that opens yeah. more possibilities of like, you know, how could we get creative with like benefits to the ecosystem? Yeah, so uh, the original creation of Avogachi's was, uh, we were planning to use the a tokens on mainnet, which, uh, well, obviously the like my tokens didn't exist, but A tokens themselves, the the interest grows in the balance the balance of the address um, over time. It's it's not a static token, and that actually has some issues. It's really cool, but it has some issues with like interoperability and like um, this idea of having like a centralized pool. And the reason it does is because it's it's impossible to separate diff different tokens and their interests if they're all thrown into a pool. So that's why we have the escrow collateral address, like the escrow facet for Avogachis, because that allows us to basically each Avogachi manages that escrow. Now, when we moved to Polygon uh, and we had to create MA tokens, the MA tokens are more like compound where they don't change in the wallet, they just accrue uh, interest over time externally. And I, I think that's how the my tokens probably work as well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, but that, that's, they're a lot more easy to work with, uh, but we did not 
we didn't change the structure of the Avogachi to reflect that change uh, because we we were eventually aware that Ave would probably launch on Polygon. And now the AM tokens are back to the original spec of the A tokens, which means they also, the interest also accrues directly in the wallet. So we're back to the issue where we would need the escrow wallet uh, with the AM tokens. So we're, that's why we're planning to use uh, the AM tokens for the, for the Hunt 2, and we still need the escrow wallet. So, I mean, potentially for V3, for Haunt 3, there, there could be a new method that we use to, to store and pool the interest and do something cool with it. It's not going to happen in Haunt 2 because it was just delay everything by a long time. But uh, I, I personally would love to see more use case for the collateral and some, some way to bring more value to the Avogadro ecosystem with that. And if we can figure that out, then I think there's definitely a, a reason that um, having higher spirit force could could, could give that Avogadro more benefit in the you know in the ecosystem. Is there is there any plan in place to capture the like the current? And I know these are limited in time, but like the current Matic rewards that are being given out on Ave, because those are not like those are not mm -hmm. currently being captured. Well, we don't we're not using the AM tokens yet. But if we just did what we did with Hot One with the Ma tokens, those would not be those extra couple percent would not be captured. I think right. right. They could, I mean, they can be claimed by the escrow contract, I believe, right? Because it's like the escrow, the escrow. Yeah, if we, if the, if, if the that, uh, AM tokens will be. Right, if that function, if that function is written into the contract. Yeah, I think that it may not be happened immediately, but I think that's something that we can probably add to that contract fairly easily. Um, it'll, it'll take a little bit. It'll be after the excitement of Haunt 2. So I wouldn't expect it immediately, but uh, it should be it should be possible to do that. Hey Jesse, uh, how did your SmartCon uh, talk go? Hey guys, yeah, I just got back from over there. Hey, Jesse. I, hey guys, yeah, um, I think it went pretty good. It was uh, I don't know if anyone was able to watch, but um, yeah, it was a nice panel. It went so fast. I think I got two chances to speak. I mean, everybody did but it was way too short for the amount of guests on the panel. So just uh, try to fit as much in as I can. That's always the challenge with Avogachi. Yeah, exactly. So hard. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, it was nice. Um, see some friendly faces in, the, in the, the, the green room. So I don't know if you guys know or follow Rory on Twitter or anything. He's one of the guys at Chainlink, but... Yeah, he says hello, Coded Dan. Says oh, hello to the whole the whole gang. He was uh he's such a character. He was hyped as usual. He was like, There's only one speed and it's full speed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> I see Mugachi on stage. Holy shit. Is this the new moon or the old moon? It's the new one. What's up? Hey, nice to see you. Yeah. Shoot. So you got taken care of. I'm sure Dan got you set up with yeah, yeah. I, did I get all your badges? Yeah, yeah. All right. Nice. I was like, that's going to be a lot of badges. <laughs> uh, we had a question in the Hangout channel real quick uh, from Notorious underscore BTC. 
Can we circle back around to the Venli drop? I'd like to propose launching the rest of this drop ASAP GBM style even next week. It would create some demand for the ghost token as well as allow for new entrants to have something exciting to participate in. Also allow for everyone to understand the me mechanism better before the big event. Oh shit, I thought this was like a like a hangout. I was I thought I was like bringing my six pack with me. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the the gotchi idea of a hangout going over really really uh intense things. Um I well, yeah, I mean I we'd have to talk about it but um if if uh, if the community like really really wants it if if we if, we, if you guys would prefer to do it far before haunt too i mean it's something we could look into for sure yeah, first things we just have to check how much dev bandwidth it would take to make it a separate event whereas if it's included in the wearables that are already going out uh, very soon then it, i mean it's obviously like less intensive on our, our limited bandwidth but we could take a look i didn't realize there was i mean if there's enough demand for that too so what, what do you guys think like is it better off as a standalone event just for that set? I like the idea of it as a standalone event. I mean, I'm not married to the idea, but Notorious BTC does bring a good point. There's a lot of new users that have come in. So for them to get, mm -hmm. like I guess, used to the GBM on our website in the UI, it might be very beneficial for them going into Haunt 2. Yeah, definitely something there. I mean, that was the idea of the original one, but... You can't do it. There's you can't do it too many times. Like there's more new people coming all the time, especially recently. So um, even between the time of the first GBM auction and now, there's probably so many people that didn't get a chance to try that out. So yeah, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Also, I just Good want to idea. live stream it again. So because live streaming it last <laughs> time was very addictive, <laughs> both on the first day and the last yeah. day. So <laughs> your live streams are key, man. I got my, my dad sitting at home. He's watching it. He's like, he's like, I'm watching No Futuristic tonight. Like, you're his favorite channel now. So That's cool. But it's important. It's good. You got to get the, you know, even me, like, I missed the last week's hangout, but I was able to, like, chill and watch it, like, the day after. So appreciate what you do, man. Yeah, hopefully for this one, uh, I'm recording it again, but I'm, uh, I've am i set up this audio setup way better. I have like microphones, extra microphones recording the speakers so I can hear you guys good. And then I'm going to try to release it as a uh, podcast of some sort, put it on one of these channels or whatever app, and then just show it because it'll be easier for people to listen to versus having a YouTube video open on their phone or being tied to a computer, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Spotify or something. So now on Spotify, all I'm waiting for is the uh, Donda album from Kanye and the No Futuristic podcast. It's, I'm waiting for both to drop. Yeah, I've been waiting for that Kanye album. I went in uh, a couple days ago, like yesterday actually, and tried to listen to it thinking it was already up. But there are all these like fake playlists that are just old his old songs. But I need that in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty epic looking. I'm, I'm just waiting. All the time. Uh, so if you guys, if anybody has any questions, <clears throat> you can raise your hand and we'll invite you up. Or you can just drop them in the uh, the Hangout channel. Uh, I see one from Newt. Are you guys still hiring and do you guys have possible internship positions available for next summer? 
next summer, that's like a whole year, like almost a year away. I guess that's what he's referring to. Yes. Uh. <laughs> he, know, he knows in crypto time, that's like, I have no <laughs> idea. We probably will. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's so far yes. <laughs> For sure. Um, like, it, the, the, the best way to like get on the Avagachi team is to build something related to Avagachi and then show us. I mean, that's like, if, uh, if you're keen to join, best way especially for for dev if you have like if you're working on something and um it's cool and and it's it's good for the system we love to hire from the community as well so i'm sure um actually uh, many of our hires have been straight from the community they made something cool and we're like yeah like you should come and work with pixelcraft yeah yeah definitely always hiring always um just today, just going through some some CVs that have come in. So, brain game. I mean, in a nutshell. The team is what twenty five people now, right? Almost. I think it's like it ebbs and flows, but it's probably twenty three, twenty four off the top of my head. Not bad. Yeah. Um, are you? Is the ambassadors program still open? I've seen a lot of people question about that in the Discord over the last few days. Yeah, it's, it's totally open. Um, it's also like just it's at a point where it's it's scaling crazy. You know, we we put the Avagachi ambassadors kind of icon on the front of Avagachi.com again, and um, Jason was just saying, like, "Holy cow!" I think it was like fifteen hundred or more. Wow. Applications came in. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So the thing is, is is. I, I see a lot of confusion around it still. It's pretty self-led. Like if you make a place for people to congregate and talk about Avagachi and you relaying the information, like and you filled out that initial type form, it's going to be on his radar and he's, he's doing his best to, uh, to funnel and reply to everybody. Just if, if you get anywhere near the hundred and you're creating cool content, he, he will do his best to, uh, to get you to what is it stage one stage two stage three yeah definitely open always open uh is there any uh, information i guess for the referral program because i've seen people ask about that to i guess when drop tickets for referring people yeah we we closed the program obviously because we got uh hit much much harder and much faster more mainly much faster than we expected uh but we will distribute the tickets from those uh before the the raffle begins for sure but as far as opening it up uh there's been a lot of a lot of some discussion within the team on how to do it uh but we want to make sure that it, it's going to be much harder to game and also that everyone's incentives are aligned so i don't i don't think we've totally confirmed uh, a method that we want to use yet, but it's, it's quite difficult to do something like that and have it not be totally spammed while also uh, making it so there's not as much overhead for, for the team to have to like manually approve everything like we did with the, uh, with the agent V1. That was, that was so crazy, just especially at the end where we had like a, 1200 1500 submissions coming in we had to manually approve all of them so 
Um, trying not trying to avoid that while also doing something cool is uh, is quite difficult. Yeah, you got to focus those resources on building out that realm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the I mean, the people are new. People are coming in every day, which is which is super cool. So uh, it would be great if we could have some sort of referral and and looking into uh, options to do that programmatically. It's still kind of it's still on the table, but we got to find the right way that suits our community. Cool. Uh, we have another speaker. I'm going to bring him up. Habe. Tester. Oh, and my pet just went through. Okay. I forgot to pet because we were talking. So <laughs> how long did that take? Then the other day I pet, I pet one of my uh, gotchis and it took like five hours. I'm in the middle of work and all of a sudden that little ping went off. Uh, what did you have your Gwei set at? Well, I sometimes I leave it at five. Sometimes I'll I'll ping it to like twelve or fifteen, so it goes through quick enough. But I think I probably left it at five on that one. Uh, I've uh, on all of my devices that I pet, I've put the default to twenty five because uh, I just don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I don't want to. You know the anxiety <laughs> of waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's like a schedule because my daughter does one too. She has her own gachi, and so like we made it a kind of a ritual twice a day, like at the beginning of the day and at the end of the night. Um, and so like when one doesn't go through for five hours, I'm like, damn it. Now I can't pet my gachi for the rest of the, rest of the week almost. Uh, how long have uh, you and your daughter made been in work. the game? Um, well, <laughs> funny enough, Haunt 1, we were waiting to buy both um, portals. And man, so there was a steep learning curve for me to some extent with some of this and uh i forgot to uh authorize the spending of ghost and uh so i obviously didn't make the transactions in time so secondary market you buy two i'm guessing two portals yep. nice what does your wife think yeah of I, this? I, I aped in i aped in at like 8.5 x the price of a portal which today is fine i mean it still yeah. retains value but it, that's not what it's about for me you know it's about it's about the experience. It's about learning the game. It's about um, just being part of something. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. You, you had another question. Yeah. Say, say that one more and, time. And I had a question too. But you you had another question you were going to ask me before my. Oh, yeah. I was asking, what does your wife think of all this? Because it's you and your daughter, uh, assuming that you're married. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, whatever. I mean, it's weird, I guess, from some people's perspectives, like digital ghosts and all this. But my daughter's it's like, she wants to learn. And like, so my question is, uh, let me back up for a second. And it's okay if I speak a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah go for it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so like I run a design dev shop. And so like we're building solutions now in blockchain. I've been in blockchain since like 2015, 20, uh, yeah, right, right around there. My brother was an OG Bitcoin miner, but you know, I think a lot of us probably were told get into this, get into this, get into this, and we're like, ah, nah, nah, nah. And uh, I was one of those people, unfortunately. Um, but I'm into it, and uh, I finally steered my entire company into it, and we built some pretty cool stuff, and we're building some stuff right now. So more than ever, I'm diving into like the just the economics and the underpinnings of the economy and how it's built and how, you know, some of these smart contracts are functioning and why and, and like bonding curves and all of that. So 
you know, I find Avogachi to be just a stellar example of just kind of this uh, amalgam of different concepts coming together to work. And uh, it's fantastic to be part of this. And the question I had was related to uh, just kind of uh, probabilistic around the upcoming land drop, right? So we know that people are accumulating drop tickets. We know that, um, you know, you can get them in different ways. You can buy them, you can trade your mythicals for them, et cetera. My daughter and I are collecting them as, as much as we can. My question is, is there any way for a member of the community to see uh, roughly how many drop tickets are out there? Maybe to gauge their own uh, chance at getting a, a drop of land. I know that the land drops and 20% are going to be raffled and that that's completely random. But depending on how many tickets you have and how many tickets exist, there's some assumption that can be made. Yannick, Yannick this is all you guys, right? Ghost, Ghost GG. Uh, sorry, but what was the question? Why we are buying the tickets? No, Javi was no. asking if there's if there's a way to like probabilistically to see you know how many types of tickets are out there and what your chances of winning are. I know that that you guys had a a pretty awesome calculator going um, for the last drop. I don't know if the new one's live, but I'm sure you guys are working on it. Uh, we want to make second version of calculator well it uh, where uh, it will be more simple because i believe this one is a bit uh more uh, a bit too much of numbers you uh, and that's a uh, very nice question like uh, uh, how to estimate your chances according to your uh, tickets uh, number of tickets you get you have uh, we're working on this but it, it is it will be ready closer to uh, to the raffle uh, because we need uh, we need a, a ticket, uh, we need uh, items uh, to calculate all the chances. Items list. Is anyone currently calculating the number of friends being produced per day in our ecosystem? I guess we could look at that. Good. No, I was gonna say that would be an awesome metric too. I mean, there's there's so many cool metrics that like could get people much more involved on a daily basis and coming back and different leaderboards that people could uh, participate in and that actually inspire more uh, more revenue to join or more uh, liquidity to join the system. Uh, you mean yeah, it's very anyone... interesting to, to, sorry, uh, to check this data like in charts and like try to predict it? Is that what you mean? Well, I guess it would be looking at the graph and seeing like per day, uh, I guess the amount of state ghost. I don't know if it's like similar to what you were saying, Coder Dan, with like everybody's spirit forces in its own escrow contract so that it's hard to get a total locked in value. But for friends, there might be a way since it's all going, I guess I assume it's going to the same contract. I'm not a dev, so I don't, I'm not the best person yeah. to answer. You can, yeah, you can just go to the contract for, for, for the different pools and just see how much of each asset is there and then calculate it out. So, I mean, that part's, that part's easier. The question of how many tickets there are in circulation is obviously trickier and the breakdown of, of what type of ticket they are. And then the of course- ticket, Tickets yeah. is easy, right? It's, it's on the oh, OpenSea yeah. has, has that one. Uh, right. looks like it's 61,000 about. Uh, the tricky part is, so, so it's easy to get the number of tickets it's easy to get, well, relatively easy to get the number of uh, friends being generated per, basically per day. 
you could look at the contract for that. Uh, the trickiest part would be to get the total number of friends because it's it's always going up and down as people spend their tickets, uh, spend their friends on tickets, and also coming in and out of the pools. So that would be that would be a great DAP if anyone is like looking has an idea for a DAP or is, is interested in uh, improving and, their DAP. That would be very cool. And and the super tricky thing about this raffle in particular that hasn't been the case in previous raffles is that even if you know the number of tickets, you don't know this because there's this sort of um, flexibility between since you can convert from the wearable tickets into the drop tickets. And then even once yeah. you get the drop tickets, you can use the drop tickets either on land or on portals. So like, you know, you could run the numbers and last minute somebody could convert thousands of wearable tickets into drop tickets and put them all into Haunt 2, you know, or we could see that very few people relatively use their drop tickets for Haunt 2 because everybody's holding them for for the Realm pre-sale. So it's going to be a lot harder this time than it was in previous times. And I'm excited to see what, what Yannick and the Ghost GG guys come up with. But there's a lot more sort of assumptions that are going to have to be made that, that may not pan out at all. Uh, really quickly, I want to say hi to Mark Zeller. You're up here. Uh, you ra- you rose your hand. So uh, if you would like to speak, go for it. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, chilling out on the weekend with, with the Avicochi family. Uh, I'm excited uh, about the round two. I accumulated my drop tickets uh, for quite a, a while now. And I am completely agree with what was just said is that I think a lot of people are hiding uh, behind a common, rare, or mythical ticket and will convert at the last possible minute. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's that game theory. Definitely got to look out for people uh, converting to friends at the last moments. Uh, good to see you, Mark. Yeah, welcome to the in the nice little weekend. Um, what is it, midday there? You guys... Uh, Chilling and uh, Dan, what do you think? I know you also have quite a few tickets. Are you are you going to play or are you going to just uh, stand on the sidelines and stay, save it for the realm? Oh, I'm so for me, the, the strategy is that twenty five percent of my ticket will be for for the on two because I already have like so many gotchi. <laughs> So I don't want to have too much because I have to pet them every day and even 12 days a day. So that's quite a work. But uh, I basically keep my drop ticket for the real because I'm very, very interested to to get some real, uh, some land. One thing I've been thinking about too is like, I wonder how many people are going to keep their friends and use them for the more traditional raffle tickets. And I know it's a it's a it's a different road to go, but kind of like Bearded was saying, there's so many ways to go this time around. It's not like a uh, A to B linear path. You could you know, focus on Haunt Two. You could save them for the realm, or you could even like dedicate your friends towards uh, the friends raffle number five. So there's like a lot of directions that people can go. I may also know the one. Yeah, and I mean, that to me is really interesting is that like we could end up seeing, especially if, you know, if there's this perception that, you know, Haunt 2 and that land is going to be worth a lot more, we could see people just 
you know, as the drop ticket prices go up, that'll pull up all the other prices with it, right? Because it'll be an ar- sort of an arbitrage opportunity for people to buy the wearable tickets. And if they get too expensive, it might get to the point that people aren't actually buying those wearable tickets just for the sake of the wearables. So like we could see a future where like you have a pretty good possibility of getting a godlike by entering a godlike raffle ticket or like, you know, a pretty good possibility of getting a mythical by mythical. I didn't even consider that to be honest. And that's kind of mind blowing because it does people are, you know, what's, what's going to be the, uh, the more important item that people are going to go for. Is it going to be the portal? Is it going to be the parcel or is it going to be those wearables? And, uh, I assumed, I mean, I thought parcel definitely then portal, but I didn't even think about the wearables. So if everybody's piling into the, that side of the market, cause they're trying to win those auction, uh, those raffles rather, uh, then the, the wearable, raffles will be kind of uh they might be wide open which is pretty interesting are you guys going to open the wearable shop like you did on haunt one again so that people can just go in and buy wearables to a certain uh quantity i hope it won't happen because like the new auction system is much more efficient like uh, the first bazaar uh, uh sell was like everything gone in five minutes and that's uh that's a that's not that interesting i prefer like the mall you know yeah no, we won't be bringing the mall back we tried it with vinley and it uh it's vinley mall really wasn't that that successful yeah so, i saw it all crashed yeah we were big fans of the gbm auction for basically everything going forward uh except for raffles obviously this is why we have the raffle because the GBM auction is is much much more economically efficient than the mall. There's really not much upside left once the auction finishes, so it's harder to flip it, which uh, it's that's worse for smaller players. So we, that's why we took twenty percent and put it towards the raffles, which gives smaller players at least a chance to win something great. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I love bid to earn. Like I really it's another it's this ecosystem has so many little addictive things about it and it's so great because like the idea of like playing video games with a financial instrument, especially once we figure out like where Spirit Force goes next. When I first bought my Gachi, I put in as much Spirit Force as possible because I didn't really understand it. And I was just excited because I was like, yeah, I'm diversifying. This is this thing I'm going to play games with is holding a couple thousand dollars worth of other crypto like tokens. And I thought that was like, that's mind blowing. So it's going to be with the GBM, it creates it, it gamifies it to a degree too. And, uh, you know, you hear that sound and it's like, oh, I got outbid. And you're like, yeah, but you know, I, you also <laughs> want to win stuff. So <laughs> I'm true. We need, there's too many good things going on between the three letter acronym, um, kind of technologies. We need to have the GBM and VRF is like the, the two best things on, on either side of the coin. Are other projects using VRF for randomization? Yeah, apparently. I, I just got done with that SmartCon panel, and um, there's a lot of people using it in different ways. So uh, who was on that panel? There was Alluvium and a couple others. And they're, they're all Actually, Alluvium hasn't yet, but they're going to. Something to do with their flash pools, so that could be interesting. And then um, 
some of the others are uh, like Ether cards. They're using it as an option, as like a minting as a service type of thing, where if you want to use VRF on your own project, you could. But there were a couple of cool things. I love going on these panels because I end up learning something from my but yeah, definitely they they dedicated back to back segments to VRF. They're going hard on that. Mark Zeller, you were saying something. Uh, yeah, I I see people in in the chat uh, saying uh, what's the status of Ghost on as collateral on Navi. Um, do you guys want me to do an update on that or or no Alpha Leech? <laughs> so either way. <laughs> give us your give us your PP. Yes, PP. PP. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, the, the first thing I can say is that uh, the whole process is completely decentralized. There's not someone inside the AV Genesis team that can hit a button somewhere and bam, uh, <laughs> the ghost asset is onboarded. Everybody has to follow the decentralized process of, of uh, having a governance vote with what we call the AIP, AV Improvement Proposal. And basically, uh, the post is out there on the governance forum. Uh, there's absolutely no position, at least no visible one, uh, inside the AVE community to have uh, the AVE Gochi farm finding synergy with the AVE protocol. Uh, everybody is aware that I'm a big fan of AVE Gochi uh, since day one. And uh, so now we are at the phase that we need some infrastructure uh, in terms of Oracle. Uh, that's something that is ongoing. And uh, next phase will be a snapshot vote where everybody can vote, uh, even with Aave on all the chain that Ethereum mainnet, uh, like Aave on Polygon, Aave deposited into uh, the Polygon market, so AAVE. And also uh, Stack BPT, these forms of Aave can vote on, on snapshots. So that gives, with uh, in a gasless environment, a good idea of the community support for the, uh, for the asset onboarding. <laughs> And the last phase after that is the actual AIP that needs some proposal power, the, the mythical PP. And basically, I already, it's not hidden. I already said that I will delegate my PP uh, to the Avicochi firm. Uh, and that will happen after the snapshot vote, unless uh, the community will, is completely against the idea on snapshot. But um, to be honest, I'm not quite sure that will happen. But everything can happen is decentralized. Uh, do you play the mini games when they come out? I only played the tower defense and the Pac-Man. Unfortunately, I don't have all the free time I want to <laughs> to play all the games. But I uh, I've got the page. I think it was for the uh, tower defense. But Pac-Man, I, I got uh, wrecked or something. Was there a page for for the Pac-Man one? Uh, I believe they're all on the, all of them are listed on the Avagachi website. Uh, let me just check it real quick. Like there's a mini game. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, when you played, yeah. when you played to some of these games uh, at a certain period, you can unlock to your Avagachi a badge. And I think I only have the badge for the tower defense game. I don't have the other ones. And I think there were a certain period mm. Where you need to play the game to unlock the badge. If you play that game now, for example, I'm pretty sure you don't get the, the badge. Maybe I'm wrong on that. The there was no on-chain badge for the Avagachi. Maybe someone made a did someone make a Pope badge for, for their for their community, Mark, maybe? 
Mark, are you thinking there were uh, there were XP drops for the top for like all the top, you know, however many um, Avagachis on each leaderboard? That may be what he's thinking about. Oh, maybe it's that. Sorry if I, I'm not completely accurate on this. Let me check. I have something in the pocket of my Avagachi. Let me check. Yeah, the badges were mainly for rarity farming. You probably. You definitely have some like participation badges and, and maybe rarity score badges, kinship, XP. So uh, that's probably what you're thinking about. You you indirectly earned the badge because okay. you These had high XP. Achieve leaderboard ranking in at least one category during the first events. Nice. Uh, rarity farming. So, okay. I'm stupid. Sorry, I'm a brain late. I don't read the full description. <laughs> I thought it was like leaderboard for the game because I had a high score in the game. <laughs> okay, it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, I think the other badge, the only other one was Unically, right, uh, Coder Dan? Yep, that's right. Yeah. For there's been Uniquely and then Rarity, Rarity Farming. There, there's actually one more, a super hidden one of one badge. It's not hidden, we announced it. But um, we did that partnership with Coindesk for oh, right. Consensus. And so I'm still holding that Avagachi. It has a one-of-one one Consensus 2021 badge. And somebody needs to go get it from the, uh, the NFT marketplace that Consensus has with their coin token. Oh, it's my gosh. Just, it's just That's... chilling. How, many, how, how do they get it? How much do they have to have the credits from like the Coindesk event? Yeah, it's it's listed on the marketplace there, and you have to have coin accrued. So there's like you have to join their events to accrue coin token. It actually it's an ERC twenty that only exists on I think um, one of the test nets. It's not Coven. Uh, <laughs> oh and so they yeah, it's kind of like this experiment uh, for participation. So anyway, that's the only other badge. I'm petting it. I'm taking care okay. of it. But uh, wait for the call. Whoever wants it. Um, you wanna? Can you post a link to it? I'm some. I'm sure someone will ape on it. Yeah, I'll go take a look. Uh, so, Dev Team, quick question: Do you guys see yourselves taking your gachis into the arena eventually? Oh yeah, I I definitely want to have mine like fighting for sure. That's that's like that's the pinnacle right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I that's the main point. I'm looking forward to potentially live streaming some of that because it's going to be cool. Like, I, I can't wait to see the idea of, like, you know, playing the game and fighting people. That would be pretty cool. Hopefully I don't lose. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. You'll be basically, like, to enter the arena or to enter a battle, you'll be you'll have to put up a little bit of spirit force. And then you'll whoever wins it will end up, like, winning that spirit force from their opponent. So will the so, spirit force... Sorry, uh, well, the spirit yeah. force you're putting up, that's going to be locked in a smart contract, then I'm assuming, right? That both people will put up yeah. and then it just executes if you win. Yeah, that, that's right. That is so cool. it probably, uh, obviously, we want we want to do it more with the interest. So it's like more of a no loss arena battle. But uh, I expect that there will be some people who are willing to actually put up like real collateral to fight. And then it could be like rare special events too. I mean, yeah. we'll see what the community wants, but I'm I'm totally open to that. Just up to that. Okay, actually, put Dijanamans into the fight. <laughs> and then, of course, there's like the betting on the event, which I mean, officially we we probably can't even think about doing that because 
that's uh, we don't have a, a, a betting license. Which, but I mean, if someone made a DAP around that, I don't know. That would be regulatory gray area. But if Zed Run can do betting, I, I I think they have it right. They have betting on the racehorses, so there's probably a way we can do betting on arena battles. Apache Dow Realm. That's that's not pixel crap, <laughs> but I, I'd love yeah. to see it. Yeah. Hey, another question. Sorry. Who who's the one who wrote the line about getting rugged by the government in the white paper on the wiki? Compliance uh, is good, friends. Don't, we don't want to get rugged by the government. <laughs> that was probably nerd. Nerd nerd is writing the wiki. That's that was amazing. hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to the PP real quick. So. We need 80,000. Mark, is there anything else we should be doing to try to get PP from some other like bigger? I mean, obviously you, you have the biggest PP, but is there other PP we should be trying to get? Uh, yeah, there's definitely like big available. They, they are known. Uh, you, you can check in the uh, investor section of the front page <laughs> and uh, probably they would be open-minded to it. And yeah. the community has like a big reserve because most of the AVE supply is belong not to actual investors, but the, the community as a whole. So uh, a combination of all that makes uh, the, the whole process a bit more seamless. And do not in underestimate the effect of a successful snapshot vote because mm -hmm. that's basically a way to tell everybody, well, that's actually what the committee wants. And uh, basically, the proposal for threshold in that context is just a technical uh, stuff and not uh, a, a real bottleneck. So usually what happens is like after the successful snapshot, it's a kind of a signal to if the, if the people who vote on it want, want to see it happen. Usually at that point, that's when they will delegate the proposition power. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's. I know you guys are working on the the pilot. So right now, it's not even feasible for us to launch Ghost on Ave Polygon. Right? We need the the governance bridge. But and I've I've heard that's basically the bridge is like it's coming almost almost ready. Yeah, we are talking about days now. So basically, the code is ready since quite a while. It was presented for the first time publicly during the ATCC event mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. And uh, the deployment is days away, basically. You know, development works, so I would not commit on a firm deadline. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are hearing it, hearing it from, from Mark. We're, we're definitely making progress. Um, I guess the for Ghost, like obviously we would we'd love to have it in Haunt too. Um uh, as like a, a fourth collateral. Well if it, if we can make it then we'll, it'll get included. But we also don't want to delay Haunt Two because uh because it hasn't been listed yet. So either way, you know, either if it's great if, if it's great if we can get it in Haunt Two. If not, it'll be Haunt Three. But uh I think we're gonna see Ghost on we're gonna see AM Ghost. Definitely got you very soon. Yeah, and I see no reason why it won't be on you. Like, 
I'm pretty optimistic on that. Sweet. Of course, I cannot decide of what the community will vote, but uh, yeah, obviously, if they vote yes, uh, the timeline match is on too. If we are talking about the end of this month or something like that. Awesome, guys! I love the Dow Smeg. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I think I've seen all week. Thank you to whoever made that. The Dow Smeg. It's so good. <laughs> Fantasma. Oh god. So good. Oh, I love I love the emojis we have. We have the best emojis for sure. Yeah, you would be surprised at how many discords I'm in that have nothing. There's no, there's nothing interesting to to really use. It's kind of silly. Yeah, it's kind of a we we have. I'll admit on our Telegram game is very weak. We don't have like we have very few stickers on Telegram, but Discord, this we we own Discord. <laughs> we got it. We have the best emojis for sure. And you guys are, I mean, you guys create all amazing ones too, even in your private servers. So good. Yeah, I feel like Moon always has something. Like he's always bringing some heat with the uh, with his uh, various emojis. Well, if anybody else, if you have any other questions, just throw it in the Hangout channel. I haven't really been looking at it, to be honest. Um, and if you if you want to tell your gotcha story, raise your hand. Uh, I would love to hear more origin stories, and we talk about uh, how we've gotten here. It's over a year at this point, so it's uh, you know just throw your hand up or throw a question in the Hangout. Yeah, one more quick question. Um, I was curious. I really love the the new Haunt One backgrounds. I was curious whether you guys were considering doing um, additional, um, either different backgrounds and or um, maybe ten thousand unique backgrounds for Haunt One. <laughs> I, I imagine that it might be a little a lot of work, but yeah, just curious whether there was any future plans to do. Um, uh, new unique uh, backgrounds for Hunt One or Hunt Two. So backgrounds are basically the same as wearables. So every time we add a a new background, it, it's added as a wearable. So if we did ten thousand uh, unique ones, that would basically mean ten thousand wearables. So it's, uh, that's kind of the limiting factor there, which is why we only did ended up doing one. Um, but I think, yeah, wearable backgrounds, for sure, there's going to be more of those. Um, can't, can't say much about that yet. But uh, also, it's, it's an aspect, because it doesn't have any BRS or any traits, it's a great aspect to open up to the community at, uh, eventually to be able to design. And like eventually, they can create them, and then the DAO could vote them in as wearables. And then they could be basically added to to the to the contract so that's what i would love to see and that that'll really there's been a lot of talk about like vanity wearables and i think backgrounds are a great prototype for those so there will probably be coming out in that in that order thanks dan yeah i feel like that would be pretty awesome because like if someone you get a parcel uh you create a DAP, you can create a store where people can sell their backgrounds that are, you know, community created and then create another little uh, ecosystem, a little economics to the tokenomics. 
Does anybody sitting in here? I see Musashi's up here. Uh, what's up, friend? Florida man over there. Uh, if anybody wants to say anything, just raise your hand. Or if you have questions, I'll kind of scour through the hangout. Uh, I got a new bike. It's pretty dope. I've never had a motorized anything because I'm from New York. Uh, and this thing goes like 30 miles an hour. So I've been having a lot of fun on it. And it's pretty cool. Somebody just tagged me in something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> picture. I, I, I'm sorry, my mind went first to NFTs. I actually thought it was like some new <laughs> NFT. It's like, oh, cool, bikes. That makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. Me having a bike. Uh, I moved away from Paris like a bit more than four years ago. And so no need for a bike where I am now. And I miss having that. But I guess my life expectancy agrees like... Ten <laughs> Mark, what's the what's the situation in Portugal? Are you are you going out every day? How's Lisbon? Uh, yeah, life pretty normal. Uh, you, I think life is a bit more normal when you are fully vaccinated. But uh, I don't see a lot of enforcement around that, to be honest. But I'm not the right person to ask too because I basically spend like. 15 hour a day in front of my computer so yeah. <laughs> not uh, outside very often yeah in yeah the- lisbon is uh, i've heard i've heard lisbon is amazing it's uh i was i was hoping to go to europe last year but ended up getting trapped in sri lanka for nine months and then uh, it was just never made it there but hopefully i really want to go to lisbon and, and see you guys Hang out at the block cafe. The, the great opportunity to do that, and it's open to the full community, is that at the end of October, we will have the hackathon at Lisbon. And basically, we will um, organize a, a full blockchain week uh, around Ethereum and uh, the technology around that. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the third or fourth week of October will be full of events around blockchain. So that's a good excuse to the city at the same time yeah and yeah and definitely like Lisbon is even especially compared to like other western European capital city like Paris or London or whatever should uh should people be fully vaccinated like if they want to visit Europe like you're saying you're you're not like you're fully vaccinated but do you think you'll be hassled yeah. like at the airport or anything to my understanding, if you do like the, the PCR test or whatever the name of that, uh, like 48 hours before you take your flight, in most situations, you, you're fine. I think there's a red flag uh, country list, but uh, obviously I'm not uh, super, super informed on that. But there's a lot of, uh, of country that can visit Europe right now. That's what good people just said. Americans aren't allowed in Europe alone, even if vaccinated. I don't think that's true. It's not about COVID. It's about uh, USA, you know. Uh, That's just a a variant. (laughs) No, I'm from Nashville. I'm here now. And these people out here are absolutely nuts. Like, they're like... The person I was dating is a musician and I would go to venues where no one's wearing masks. There are like 300 people like wall to wall. Just don't care. There's no, you can, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. Essentially. Even the Uber's drivers like don't wear a mask. It's kind of crazy. Well, Europe's kind of a broad stroke. Inside. 
So when you go inside the venue, you have to wear the mask. That's mandatory. And people respect that most of the time. But outside, you do whatever. So right. if you go to, to the restaurant and you eat outside, nobody will bother you. Mm. Uh, I think it's like that in most countries, no? Yeah, I think so. And I wonder, like, so I just, my sister just visited Europe uh, a week ago. So she flew in from the U.S. to to um, Europe and seemed to go very, very smooth. So I, I don't know if that's a Europe-wide thing, but that was uh, Italy. So maybe Italy is the exception to the rule. But uh, speaking of motorbikes, she went there for a motorbike trip. That's pretty big. But I've seen pictures and was like, oh, my God, Europe's beautiful. Like motorcycling up these crazy curves and mountains. So um, as far as here in Singapore, it's like, yeah, we're currently on lockdown. So it's pretty, pretty rough. But um, once things get back to normal, like you, relative normal, you will be able to, uh, you know, you got to wear your mask everywhere except for the child. Does Singapore have a high vaccination rate? Um, the last stat I saw was like 65%. Oh, that's pretty high. Which, which vax is it? The, the like that Pfizer? I'm not sure about. I think it might be Pfizer. I'm, I'm 100%. There's a few. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that, that's true. Maybe my... Okay. Maybe my, my uh, family was the last ones to get into Europe. <laughs> That's kind of like me when this all happened. I was like, I had to cross the border. It was on the way. He said, there's, you know, see where there's like a bridge to Malaysia. And right. Having to, I was like the last person crossing that bridge before the bridge closed for like six months. <laughs> wow. It's like running across the bridge. As the it was pretty bad. It was like, okay. Someone has to make... eventually he will, he will get back to normal, probably end of the year. It's fine, like, like some That's people just... want the vaccine, some people don't want it. And obviously, in terms of statistics, if 80% of people are vaccinated, we don't care that 20% don't want. Like, people should do whatever they want. And as long as there's enough people vaccinated in a population, it's fine. Yeah. It's the cheap herd immunity one way or another so, at this point. But yeah, it'd be awesome to go to Lisbon. That would be amazing. Like, just, I hope You're travel channels can ease up. About, uh, about taxes. Lisbon has mm -hmm. like very low taxes for, for like crypto, right? Or none? Uh, so it's not zero like for Portugal. So, so there's basically two systems, and obviously that's not a financial advice, and please see a tax lawyer, <laughs> because that's not my job. <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, you have, uh, unless you are a U.S. citizen, if you are a U.S. citizen, your passport is a burden, because if you have a better <laughs> deal than the IRS, you basically pay the difference to the U.S. And so you need to check your family tree to, to see if you cannot get another nationality, because... Otherwise, uh, no benefit for you. Uh, that's uh, one thing said. But if you are not a U.S. citizen, uh, you can have uh, what they call the NHR status, non-habitual residence. That's a 10-year uh, long uh, tax uh, shelter. 
and you get 0% of capital gains, all capital gains, including crypto. And on income, you have a flat rate of 20%. So basically for me, uh, uh, in my situation, I still pay 20% tax because I'm paid in crypto with my Aave work. And on that, that's income. So I have to pay tax on that, even if it's crypto. And for everything else, uh, it's zero. And obviously, as they said in the chat, no tax if you don't sell. <laughs> but that's the same everywhere. Now, how do they classify when you when you flip your gachi for? So what were you? Uh, Nobody knows. Nobody have they classify knows. the uh, the ghost the ghost that your avagachi receives from rarity farming? <laughs> so basically, this is like the non-financial advice and non-legal <laughs> concealed territory. But to be honest, after spending more than four years in Portugal, uh, believe me, they don't know <laughs> and they don't care. <laughs> as long as they are happy that you pay the, the tax and uh, they, they don't have the capacity or the current understanding of what is happening on chain. Uh, it yeah. won't be like that forever, that's for sure. But as long as you uh, play fair, I there's probably nothing bad that will happen to you, but this is like the non-legal consent territory. <laughs> Just don't take them from your gachi. Don't be don't be that guy who takes the ghost from the gachi's pocket, right? And you'll be fine. That's a very good point. Yeah, it belongs to uh, gachi belongs number seven three two five, not me. <laughs> go tax him. Go tax him. <laughs> yeah, go tax the gachi. The <laughs> See, it becomes interesting then because think about these backgrounds that we just, you basically airdropped us uh, 1155, ERC 1155 tokens, right? That's what the uh, the background is? Yeah. Well, it's non-transferable. So if that adds value to your gachi, how do you report that to the IRS? What like you know, what if you sell the gachi? Is there like a added intrinsic value now and then it becomes like a tax event? It's very, you know, weird. Well, I guess if you sell it for more than, it's more like, Whatever you bought it for, I guess, if you sell it for 10x what you bought it, then that would be the difference that you'd have. You're supposed to tell the IRS about that. But what about the actual airdrop? Like, say I don't sell it, but you gift me, you airdrop me this background. Wouldn't that be considered income or uh, like some kind of like dividend sort of? Hope not. I think it's just unrealized gains. Yeah. One thing that is important to understand is that those guys have limited bandwidth and capacity. Yeah. And basically, yeah. we do so many things on chain. Like, for example, if I had to report every single exchange on Uniswap or deposit into Aave because my, for example, DAI is becoming a DAI. And if I had to report all of that in my current situation, that's probably 20 to 50,000 events a year. And I'm not even a heavy uh, user. Like there's people trading for a job, and uh, and at some point, if we all declare absolutely every single event, even the event that don't make sense, like uh, depositing into a protocol or uh, withdrawing uh, some ghost from a pocket uh, of an Avegochi, even if you don't sell the ghost, uh, that will be like some kind of. Uh, paperwork or civil attack on the IRS because you basically will drown them into reports and paper. 
Yeah, that would be insane, actually, because it would just so many transactions I can think of. Like every time I pet, like, is that going to be like, a, you know, because there's they're, they're going to sort through that, right? They're gonna, if they're going through that data, it just seems like a lot. They're definitely not. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah, you, you pet each gotchi twice a day. And some people can say that increasing the, uh, the kinship score of your gotchi maybe increase its value. Because uh, if you have like a very interesting kinship uh, score and later in the game, they, it reflects on something about the stats or whatever, uh, you can declare that. So if you have like uh, one gotchi that's twice a day, like 60 times, <laughs> 60 reports per month, and uh, <laughs> there's 10,000 gotchi. So even with the petting <laughs> action, that, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we're on Matic. Woo! Good old polygon. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, uh, it's not an advice. Please <laughs> be <laughs> yeah. responsible with, with that thing and uh, try to play fair. Like usually, from my experience, I don't know how the US work, but uh, I, uh, I had some experience with the French guys and uh, not yet with the Portuguese guys, but basically when you play fair and uh, you say, I don't have all the answer, but I tried my best, everything will go fine. At least this was my experience. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get through this, so it's a brave new world. Um, wonder what badges. Well, again, these are non-financial assets. I think that's what they get caught up to. But while we got everybody here, I'd love to pick your brains. What kind of badges would you like to see next? It is a very short list of badges that exist right now. Would you like to see more? And, and does anybody have one that comes to mind that they'd like to see? I'm, I'm watching the Hangout text chat here. I would love to see them. Uh, I, I don't know how hard this would be to implement, but for mini games, like if you're in a top 100 or top 500 score, like how we broke it down, I guess, for the last game where uh, I think top 50 got 15 XP. And then uh, if you were above a certain score, you got five XP. And if you were in the range of the top 500, you got 10 XP. So maybe badges for that like because the mini games are pretty spaced out at this point so i would really love to be rewarded by, by the fact that twice a day i have to connect and pet my yabegochi <laughs> like a budget for above 150 kinship score would be nice like uh like uh, you are a good pet sitter or whatever because I see so many Avegochi with low kinship uh, score. And at some point, you, you have to reward um, the, the people that actually care about the Avegochi. Yeah, that makes sense. I think um, the sad part would be someday in the future, and I mean, it's it's unavoidable. You're going to see like an Avegochi that holds this non-transferable badge that says it was a, a 150 or 200 kinship score. And it's still at like four and resentful. Does <laughs> it got a new? Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah but it proved that at some point that Avegochi was loved. <laughs> exactly, uh -huh. it actually makes it better. It's like there's a story there, like oh, this poor Gachi. That's it's, so sad, it, though. It feels more like it's a it, it's a scar on the Avegachi. Like I was once loved, and I'm not loved anymore. I know. I'm doing sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think. What about like the idea? Executive pets, like it was, you know, you didn't miss a pet for I don't know what a fair amount of time would be, but um, and I know there's 
it kind of takes the fun out of it because there's probably some bots that can do this stuff, but it, it does seem appropriate to uh, to mark some of these like really cool achievements that are not easy to achieve. So that would that would be a good one. Somebody up above, the reason I asked was somebody mentioned like this idea of a a million friends. I, you know, we were talking about the raffle tickets, and they said, "Well, I'm not getting any raffle tickets. I'm shooting for the the million friends balance um, instead." I was like, "Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. That would be a good one. Uh, that would be like super cool." Love that one. The the popular badge. A lot of friends. Uh-huh. See if anybody's writing what they are writing in the hangouts. I need my one hundred gachi sold badge. That would be cool. The uh, the badges are they're they're a so it does take a little bit of overhead to produce them and and then drop them. But I'm just thinking maybe there's a way we can create a new type of like item in the contract that's just for badges that is much like it would be easier for uh, third parties or you know even players to create and then like airdrop, kind of like a Pope system. Right now it's uh. Basically, a badge is just a wearable that doesn't have like any traits, so it's it still kind of needs to be governed by by the community and and, and given out that way, even though it doesn't have any real real effect on the staff. So, um, would be cool to have like another maybe a separate contract or like another addition to the to the Avagachi contract that basically anyone could well not anyone but it would be easier to make badges. Now they're still kind of kind of difficult to make, which which uh, limits. You know, it's a, it's an opportunity, a time time opportunity cost basically for creating them. Yeah, they should be pretty. At, at this point, they're kind of extremely rare. Obviously, and part of the reason is it is very time consuming to prep them and design them. And they shouldn't, and then deploy them. So Dan has to spend a lot of time on that and um, that final step, and so. But having a list of what you guys would like is a good start. I mean, we can start prioritizing which ones to, to really make achievable. And somehow, yeah, like it would be nice to automate it more and, and get it to maybe Maybe it is better to go like the Pope way where anybody can make one and there's just so many of them. Um, yeah, kind of two ways to go there. But um, we need some more Pope bad or sorry. Not pull badge. We just need more badge ideas. So I think as the realm comes in, there's going to be a ton of them too. Oh, there's Bye, a gotcha uh... mug. Sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm reading some of these. Yeah, Notorious has quite a few ideas about like activity in, in, in either the bazaar or in the GBM auctions. That, that would be cool. It would make total sense to do something with the GBM. Like, if you put enough bids in or you um, did something with a thousand ghosts, that, that could totally work. The, the <laughs> only issue I see with that is that usually the badge, well, at least currently the badge are uh, linked to one particular Avegochi. So you will get that badge for all your current Avegochi because you trade a lot in the bazaar or something like that. Yeah, good point. 
it would be nice if you have to log in with one gachi and then you you basically know that whatever activity you do you're doing it through that gachi those are like the best chances to use the badge is when the gachi is doing something that's that's when it really makes perfect sense that the gachi earns the badge that sort of sounds like a uh, someone should develop a community mini game that is for the GBM auction that I guess interfaces with it, because then you can you pick your gachi and then put in your bids. I don't know if that's even feasible, but just a little brain fart there. <laughs> yeah, that would be super cool. Basically, like you can go in as just yourself with your wallet, or but if you could actually like highlight a particular gachi and then participate. That that would be pretty pretty cool for badges and just for maybe maybe other things too. It's kind of you know very interesting idea. Uh, we had a question from C Recto. I it was a while back and I missed it, but uh, it's a good one. Where was it? Uh, he was asking if um, how Pixelcraft will if they will um, filter DApps in the realm. Like, is there going to be a process for that? Yeah, I think uh, it'll be uh, a filter process for sure. And then, I mean, eventually we want to get this to a point where the community is is managing these kind of things more than we are. So whether it's a full DAO or it's a committee, kind of like we're, I think there's a vote right now on Snapshot that, that I think Moon created for the, the Friends Rate Committee. I imagine there would be a committee for managing uh like reviewing the dApps and making sure that they aren't malicious in any way and don't have any backdoors things like that so that committee would be voted in by the dow just like we're going to be doing with the friends raid committee and then they would be uh doing that review process uh initially it'll it'll i'm sure it will be like the team that we have at pixelcraft but uh we are slowly moving towards fully decentralization yeah, great, great time to show the yes. friends rate committee proposal. Yeah, I think committees are a great way to to move along this process. Like, it just makes sense because because DAOs are not super agile, and you want to do quick decisions, and especially for like minutia, detail oriented stuff. But if you could have, if we could start getting different committees that are responsible for specific things with a very defined scope. It, it makes a lot of sense and it could really, uh, it, it's the natural next uh, step for yeah. the DAO, I think. I hope that passes. Four million ghost for yes. I think we're, we're pretty close. We need about one million more voting power for the Friends Committee. Here we go. Mark, lend your uh, PP again. <laughs> Where do that? Just give me the link uh, and I will delegate mine. I think it's in the Hangout channel. Uh, yeah, Moon Gachi uh, linked it. Okay, okay. I'm doing it right now. So everybody will know my address. But everybody already <laughs> knows my address, so whatever. It's I have here 280k. And it's, it's still open, right? I don't. I'm cl I'm on the uh, snapshot, but it's not loading the. The vote button for me. Do you, do you guys see it? Okay, just did. Okay, oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, Live guys, vote the committee, uh, 
I don't have all the time I want to be aware of all the vote, all this kind of stuff. So feel free to ping me directly on Discord if there's a vote you want me to vote on, all these kind of things. I would be more than happy to participate. We love your PP anytime you're willing to give it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My PP is yours. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. That's great. <laughs> Oh, so uh, Moongachi said there's still a week left, so it's still open for anyone that wants to vote. I suspect that's going to be a success, and we're going to get a committee out of this deal. So this is a great call. Lobbying live, and we end up with uh, a vote passing. So, epic. Uh, it's only week two, so I can't imagine what's going to happen next week. <laughs> oh, Mark, yeah. Is there anything to share... What about NFTs as collateral? Is that is that happening on Ave? It is. It is. Uh, it's a bit more further down the road, but uh, I I cannot say a lot about that. But uh, yeah, definitely gonna happen. Definitely on the radar. Definitely on the roadmap. Uh, definitely some work um, being actually done on that field, and uh, seems quite a while. But it's not something that can happen overnight. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that will be obviously? There's a lot of that you might not know or can't say. But is, do you think it will be for mainnet, or will be on on like both markets, or will it be multi-chain? I cannot say more about that. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all Apaches are are multi-chain. Stanley so. always around, so <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the Stanley. <laughs> we'll just have to make sure Avogachis are on both chains. Yeah, we that's say it. it will be. Ubiquitous. Yep. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, <laughs> bunny, you see. That's one of the best emojis, that little hand. Yeah. <laughs> I love that stand. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off. It's a minute here, but I mean, this can definitely. You guys keep going. Great convo happening. Yeah, thank you so much yeah. for joining in. I think I will as well. It's it's late, but this was a lot of fun. So thanks for hosting us. No future mystic. Yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me host. Uh, we'll probably continue for a few more minutes. If anybody has questions that you want to throw up or if you want to tell your gachi gang story, uh, just raise your hand. We're, we're open to hearing some uh, people talk in the community. You're streaming this, right? No futuristic? I'm recording it. I haven't been streaming it, but after this is okay. over, I will, uh, I'll I'll put it on YouTube and then figure out, I guess Anchor is the or Spotify, just so we get it up as a podcast that people can listen to easily. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you for everyone for, for coming out. And thanks, Mark, for, for sharing uh, your alpha. And uh, you know Futuristic for setting this up. Great to hear Moon Gachi finally. Yes. The man, the legend. This has uh, been really fun. So you guys continue, and I'm going to exit quietly. Yeah, same here. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, so there's just me and Moon and 74 other DJs. <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about? This is the after hours part of the conversation. Musashi, this is your time to shine. <laughs>
also just throw the question in the in the uh, hangout. Art Core says, "Moon us to Mars, to the Mars." <laughs> just Mars. Just we can Mars. go further. Yeah. Well, all these uh, you know, American space companies are trying to slowly get out of you know, like out off our planet, and it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. When's the the first Avagotchi gonna go to space? Yeah, we gotta we have to lobby a uh, international space station astronaut to go pet from space. Yeah. He'll be the first one in orbit. That would be awesome. Hardcore, jump on the mic. This is uh, from Phantasma, and sing us a song. That's a lot of pressure, though. <laughs> Yes, Arcor, yes, do it. <laughs> Phantasma could sing us a song. I'll take a song from anybody. We can do that. Wow, there was so much alpha dropped so unexpectedly today. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, if anybody, if no one else has questions, I guess we can wrap it up. We've been going for about two hours, so... What do you think, Moon? Yeah, it's been super fun. Uh, we got to save some for the next weeks, right? Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll have a better idea about when Haunt 2 soon. And then uh, I guess we'll talk more in the Discord about potentially moving up that Venly wearable auction. And that would be kind of cool. Assuming it doesn't take a lot of dev bandwidth. Yeah, I think that would be great to introduce some of the new people to the GBM auction. Yeah, and then you can bid to earn, which is a lot of fun. I do enjoy it myself. Yep. Cool. So, everybody, I'm going to shut this down, uh, go get breakfast, and uh, enjoy the rest of my morning. I know some of you are on the other side of the planet, so have a good night. Uh, I'll be in the Discord for a while if you have questions. Did anybody ask a question? I'm gonna, da, da. Oh, Crypto Gotcha. Yeah, I recorded it, so there'll, there'll be an upload coming soon. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll shut it down. Everybody, have a wonderful time. Thank you so much, Moon, for jumping on and talking. It was great hearing your voice. And uh, everybody take it easy. Thanks for hosting. Goodbye.